Welcome to the Fashion Your Passion podcast, your one-stop shop to finding your passion and living it out right now. I'm your host, Sammy Beatrice, a college student and passion coach committed to helping you, whether you're in school or working a nine to five, find your passion that you can do every single day and help you love your life a little bit more because of it. On this podcast, you will hear from successful guests as well as solo episodes from your host, all about tips on how to find your passion and how to implement it into your life, even when you feel like you don't have enough time to. Let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fashion Your Passion podcast. This week, I have on former therapist and now personal development life coach, author, all the things, Christy Maxey is on today. Christy, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Sammy, for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, no problem. Can you just tell my listeners a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and talk a little bit about how you got to where you are today? Okay. Well, like you said, I was a therapist for 20 years in private practice. And a few years ago, I decided to transition into coaching because I found myself sitting there with my clients, me as a therapist, thinking, wow, we're all suffering from a lot of the common things. One of them is we don't value ourselves. And the other one is we don't know how to manage our emotions and our thoughts. And so I kept thinking, I want to reach a larger audience and maybe create some products, some manuals, some books, things, and like put it out there to the world so that we don't have to suffer anymore because there's a lot of people suffering out there. Yeah, I think it's so true just because I also feel like when you sort of like enter like the therapy world and you want to pursue it as a profession, there's like, there's so many like pretty much like leaps and bounds you have to take in order to like actually like do your job, like as a way you feel like it's good enough in a sense. And I feel like when you transition to like a life coach, it's more of like, you can do as you actually want to do. You don't have to follow certain rules or regulations. And, you know, you could sort of just like have more of a freedom with your clients to like, I develop those connections and really just like, I guess just be, you know, and allow like support them in ways that you may not have as a licensed therapist or stuff like that. And so what like sparked big, like becoming a life coach for you? I know you mentioned a little bit about like the why, but like, was there a moment where you were just like, you know what, like I need to make this transition and like, I don't really care like what anyone else like thinks and like stuff like that. It's like, well, was there a moment like that? There was actually. I have, I loved my job as a therapist and you're right. You do have to, like I went through six years of schooling and then you have to get licensed with it. You have to take tests and all of that, but I just loved it. I loved so much about it. And what happened was my transition started happening when I was going through a rough time and I didn't know a lot about coaching. I hadn't really explored that world, but I thought, you know what? I had lost a sister to cancer. We had other major tragedies in my family. I was out of a relationship and I kept working, but I thought inside I need to really stop and look at some and do some grieving and things like that. So I went to a therapist and I went for, I don't know, maybe four or five times and I just felt like nothing was happening. And so I even tried a different therapist, a new therapist that I'd never been to and the same thing. And I was paying privately and I was getting kind of frustrated because each session, it didn't leave with much at all. And I actually sometimes even felt worse. And I thought, this is bizarre because usually I love therapy, right? And so I remember very distinctly, I was sitting in my car thinking, wait a minute, what do I do with my clients? Because I'm all about results. 
And I thought, wow, I'll just do that on me. I'm not going to keep doing this. I'm just going to do my own thing. I'm going to work on myself. And so I did that. Every morning I would wake up and I did an hour, at least an hour of work on myself. I did meditation, mindfulness. I did inner child work. I did a lot of grief work, EMDR. And I started feeling better. And I started working through my grief, feeling more joy again. And then I also, something kind of happened that was surprising. And I started thinking about my profession and my career. And I thought, I'm living too small. It's time for me to move on. And that's when I made the decision to go into coaching. I love that. Honestly, like I felt like I like just like I got the chills because moments like that are like moments where I'm just like, that is why we live life for it. You know, like that's the reason why. Because when you realize that like you have the power to change yourself in a way to make, to like better yourself, everything else in your life just makes sense again. And I feel like I've definitely had moments like that. I remember it was like, I think it was like two years ago and I I read one of Rachel Hollis's books and, and I literally, I read like the first page and the one sentence was like, you are in control of your life. And in that moment, like I was up until 1am, like just like figuring out how I can like just control my life again and fix the things that I had been like whining about and complaining about and stuff like that. And so the power of you being able to like just have those realizations, like I find it so inspiring for sure. And I think that that definitely meshes into a lot of what your book talks about, the Max Method. I want to touch on that because I feel like it's so amazing. And so talk all about that. What is it exactly and sort of how did you develop it? Oh, thank you. Yeah, those moments are, I remember that moment because I remember thinking, I don't only want to grow professionally. I knew I wanted to grow personally. Mm-hmm. And as a therapist, it was so easy. I didn't have to do any marketing or anything. And now being a coach is a totally different. So I'm growing in all kinds of areas. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, and resisting some of that growth too sometimes. Okay. So the max method, actually, when I decided to become a coach and I was still kind of working on myself, I'd get up every morning. And I wrote out what I did. Like, okay, I thought, okay, what do I, what did I do? And so I kind of, I wrote it out and it, it came out to mindfulness, emotions, thoughts, because I'm really heavy on those two. Being emotionally intelligent, I think it's so important. And I'll touch on that in a little bit, but, and then the next one was healing. And then I was kind of stuck on the last two on the O and the D, but I really, I just wrote out what I did. And then I kept working on it. And I thought, this is some kind of framework for personal development. I don't have it totally finished. I would be on my hikes and thinking, all right, what's the O? And then I thought, oh, it's own your dream. Because that's what Mm -hmm. happened when I got through my healing process. And that's what I see with most of the clients that I work with. Once they get through the healing process, then they're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And that's what I did. So O is O in your dream is, and D is do it now. Because I thought at one point on a hike, I always get all these ideas on my hikes. I thought, well, now I got to do it. You know, I have this dream and now I have to do it despite all the obstacles that I was facing because I've been faced with a lot. But so anyway, that's the method. And a friend of mine named it. She said, you got to call it Max Method because my last name is Maxie. So I did. And then I took that framework. And I decided, okay, I'm going to hone in on what do people need the most? What do I see people needing the most? And that is how to value ourselves. So I wrote it specifically for that, how to love yourself and become who you're meant to be. 
Yes, it is definitely powerful. And I want to sort of emphasize that healing piece because I feel like a lot of people will talk about it and they'll say like, oh, you just got to, time heals all, you got to heal and stuff like that. But like, what does to you and like, in your opinion, like what does the healing process look like? And like, how can people start a process like that if they're like, I don't even know. Like I've heard it so many times, but I don't know how to begin. Yeah, that's a really, really good question. So I think that one of the most important things, I just wrote a post about this. I think people, I think we're at a disadvantage when we don't know how to master our emotions and our thoughts. And that's why I love the method is because those come first. Okay. You got to build some skills to be able to handle all those emotions. Right. And so, and the thoughts fuel the emotions. So if we master those two things, we're already starting the healing process. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important to know those two things because we're driven by our thoughts, our emotions, and our wants. And if we don't know those, how can we function very well? So I think those are really, really important. In the book, I write about the healing process and there's so many different ways to heal. And I think it's really important to, and this is why I like the mindfulness, the emotions, thoughts, because you start getting to know yourself a little bit better. Mm. And then you can start making decisions about, you know what, that really works well for me. That doesn't work for me. It's really important for us to take charge of our lives, like you talked about earlier. So I, or I think that I've kind of taken the most effective and efficient ways to heal. And the ways that I've written in the book have to do with being more mindful. Self-compassion is Mm -hmm. a real amazing healer like that. And it's starting to get researched and the research is proving it. The judging ourselves doesn't work anymore. It never did work. It caused a lot of misery. So anyway, self-compassion Inner child work, I think, is really, really powerful. I don't know if you know much about that. EMDR, and I think hypnosis, I'm not a trained in hypnosis, but I use a lot of visualization. And so tapping into that, the things that we're not quite aware of, I think is pretty powerful too. So, but it is overwhelming for people. One of the things I tell people when they call me, I say, look, if you're going to look for someone else, that's great, but I want you to do three things. I want you to find three people to call. Because sometimes we need guidance. That's all there is to it. It can really help the process quicker. Call three people. Tell them what you're dealing with. Ask them how they're going to help you. If they can explain a process that they have that's going to help you and it resonates with you, then there's a better chance you're going to have a good fit and you're going to have a good experience. If you work with somebody and something isn't happening by the second session, I, I say move on. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. Does that answer your question? No, it definitely 100% does. And I think that I first just want you to talk a little bit about EMDR and talk like what is it exactly for my listeners who may not know what it is. Yeah. Okay. So it stands for eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. It was created relatively new in the field of psychology, but I don't even know how many years now, maybe 25. And it was created for trauma. And they found that watching this light go back and forth and they call it a bilateral stimulation. I actually use auditory where you hear a sound back and forth, but it helps desensitize anybody to any kind of trauma or anything that they're stuck on. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when we get traumatized, it gets stuck in our brain 
as kind of a the memory, the negative beliefs that are associated with it, like I'm not good enough or I did something wrong or whatever it is, and the emotions that come along with it. So EMDR helps desensitize, bring the emotions down to zero, bring the thoughts, the, those negative core beliefs down, and then we can use EMDR to install the new beliefs. Like I am, we could think about that memory and go, I am good enough. I did the best I could or whatever it is you're working on. So yeah. does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was perfect. I think it's definitely a very, very powerful tool that not many people know about. I think it should be known a lot more because, I mean, I've done like little work in it, but like I've seen massive results from it, to be honest with you. Oh, good. Yeah. And so it's definitely, you know, something that I would like to dabble into a little bit more for sure. I want to ask you a question. It's more of a personal question, but I think it'll benefit a lot of my listeners as well. In my life, sometimes there comes up where like, I really, really resist feeling negative emotions, right? So like sadness, anger, like all those things. It's like, I force myself not to feel them. And then like one, two weeks later, I just have like a huge meltdown and just like release all of it. I want to know, like, obviously like I'm, you know, I'm in therapy and doing all the things like whatever, but I want to know like, what would you suggest for someone who came to you and said that and was like, what the heck am I supposed to do? You know, like, what are your best tips for that? Yeah. Well, you're not alone. Okay. You're not alone. A lot of people, we we often do. I still find myself resisting, but I've done it for so long. So I'm a little bit quicker to notice it. Okay. So one of the things that we know is we've been taught for many years to avoid, to resist, to judge it. It's bad. It's not. So it's, so you have to start practicing, thinking that, okay, wait a minute. One of the most powerful things for me was when a therapist years and years ago told me, oh, so you're feeling sadness. Okay. So say I'm feeling my sadness and it's okay. And I was like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding? But when I said it, it was so freeing and just that in itself. So there's something called the paradoxical theory of change, which means that when we accept things, that's where change begins. So just know that resistance is normal, but if we become more aware of it, like, are you aware of the resistance? Yeah. The moment? I mean, more or oh, less. Okay. Yeah. It's like, okay. it's like, like sometimes I am, and sometimes it's more of like, it's like a resistance and like a suppression, you know? It's like, I just like, I know it's there, but like, I don't want to deal with it. So I just like yeah. try and like distract myself or like, let it go. That makes sense. Okay. So some of the things you might want to do is ask, what am I avoiding? What am I afraid of? So I like to do a lot of different things with emotions. Emotion is just energy in your body. I like to imagine, and I have a lot of exercises in the workbook on this, is imagine that fear standing in front of you. Because then you get a little bit more, it gets a little bit more outside of yourself, you know, and manageable. What would you want to say to the fear? What does the fear need from you? So being aware of the resistance and even noticing, okay, so I'm resisting my fear. Just say mm-hmm. that. Start with that. Yeah. I'm resisting my sadness. Because yeah. sometimes even just in that acknowledgement and that acceptance, you'll see a little bit of a shift. And then maybe dive in a little bit deeper. Draw a picture of the resistance. What does the resistance look like? And what does it say if it could talk? So you can get to know it a little bit better. Yeah, I love that. That's really, really good. I definitely will incorporate that into my routine for sure. But before I roll into the final question, I want you to tell everyone where they can find you on the web, on social, just all the things, just go for it. 
So yeah, they can find me at christymaxi.com or maxmethod.com. Max is M-A-X-X. So it all goes to the same website. I have an ebook version of my book that's cheaper than $9.99. Then I also have the book on Amazon, The Max Method, How to Love Yourself and Become Who You're Meant to Be. So yeah, they can find me there. And then they can get all my links on the website. first. Yes. And then all of those links you mentioned will be in the show notes below. And for the final question, this is a question that I've asked every single guest who's ever been on the pod. And based off the title, which is Fashion Your Passion, what is one tip that you would give those who are dreaming based off of how you have fashioned your passion? Wow. That's a great question. Don't run from your fear. Yeah. Face it. Face it. Draw pictures of it. Have it stand in front of you. Get down into the nitty gritty of it. What's it all about? What are your biggest fears? A lot of it's fear of success, fear of being seen. So there's so much there to dive into, but don't run away from it. Don't let it stop you. Yes. I let it stop me all the time. I'm like, okay, no, don't do that. (laughs) Yes. No, for sure. I definitely have been changing my relationship with fear immensely and it's been it's been a journey for sure you know but there definitely have been some positive outcomes to it so you know you're you're doing amazing things thank you You thank you (laughs) yeah I'm so young (laughs) I'm amazed I'm amazed at what you've done thank you I appreciate that yeah I've definitely gotten into more the mentality of like just go for it and see what happens you know what I mean Mm. and so I think that that is sort of my biggest like lesson learned, especially in the past year, for sure. Yeah, good for you. And then when you do go for it, how's that feel? Doesn't that feel good? Don't you level up a little bit, you know? Uh, 100%. Yeah. 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 Christy, thank you you so much for coming on the show today. I had enjoyed this conversation so, so much. For those of you listening, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and screenshot you listening to the episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag us, and tag us at Fashion Your Passion Podcast, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Fashion Your Passion Podcast. I hope you learned something from this episode, and if you did, don't forget to screenshot you listening to this episode, post on your Instagram story, and tag me at Fashion Your Passion Podcast. I love hearing what you learned. As well, do not forget to scroll down and leave a rating and review. I love to read those too and know what you guys are thinking about the podcast. Be sure to tell all of your friends about this podcast because I want to spread this to as many teens as possible. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys next week. Thank you.